Okay, I hit the button. Let's see. All right. So it says we are live. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful night. Uh, today, this is the last podcast that I will be a part of for a while. Uh, as I am heading back off to college, Killer will be taking, might be taking over things. We'll see. Uh, uh, it'll be great when Killer is doing that. But for now, you're still stuck with me. Tonight, we're going to be discussing whether or not the War of Rights bloodline is based off of public players or regimental players. Um, so, yeah, with that being said, let's go through and introduce everyone. Uh, first, we got Killer. Yo. Um, Wagwan, God save the king. Next, we got Cosmic. Hi, I'm Cosmic uh, with the Iron Brigade. I'm the battery commander. Thank you. We got Gene. Hello from Hamptons Legion. Got Shade. Remembered you this time. Uh huh. Killer smells. That's all I got. <laughs> that's so mean. <laughs> and then uh, Corden has a very important message. I've done this too much. Just look at the other videos. Link in the description. <laughs> Thank you, Corden. Yay! Only reason why he turns up for the link in the description. Indeed. I will now drag you out, Corden. You made your important speech. Unless you want to stay in here, that's up to you. I mean, I might as well. Fair enough. So keep this symmetric. Keep this symmetrical tiles we got going on. Exactly. Yeah. We wouldn't want someone just in the dead middle. But anyways, so I guess we'll just start off with that question. What is everyone's thoughts here? Are public players or regimental players the bloodline of War of Rights? Reg. Give us a reason, Killer. Come on, man. Can't you say Reg? Um, how many regimental players play every week compared to public players? I don't know. Take, take I... Saturday and Saturday A, for example. Okay, you've got the one or two servers from uh, House Divided, the two servers from Maryland Campaign, the one or two servers from GOA, and that in total probably doubles the amount that there is in the public server every single week. I guess. And... Sorry. No, so out of everyone in here, you're all pretty high ranks in your regiments. How I'm many not... of your how many of your guys play public matches? I have no I have no guys. I am a uh, nothing actually. Probably about ten percent, five percent. Yeah, the only time we tend to play uh, pubs is for pubs, like pub stomp, or if like there's somebody that I think needs more practice, and I'm like, hey, just hop in some pubs this week and and work on your artillery. So why do your guys still play? No, it's it's mainly for the events. Yeah, obviously. Um, there you go. My point exactly. Wow. I agree with Killer, but I also feel like. Without pubs, we also wouldn't have a recruitment pool of, you know, people that we can get in. But, yeah, it leans very heavily towards regimental play. So I, I somewhat agree with both of you guys, but a little bit different. I think if we're talking about lifeblood, right, what keeps the game alive, um, actually, I would I would say it's going to be your public players. Um and the main reason why is if you are a new new player, just bought the game, right? And you hop on and play a match and there's nobody in the public queue, then you're just going to refund it. Like, we're not going to get recruits. We're not going to get, you know, anything new because the public server is no longer populated. So those, you know, two, three hundred people that are on fairly consistently in the public server, um, the, they can kind of keep the game alive for us. And we just recruit from the people that they, um, I guess, draw in. Right. And, but on the same, on the same lines, the regimental are what, uh, players are what give the game like longevity. Right. If you're, if you're a public player, you get in there and you play a few matches, that's probably it. Right. 
Um, it's very few people that are going to stick around for the public matches, but if you get snagged in those, in those first, I don't know, 10, 20 games that you play by a regiment and you start playing with the regiment, you're probably going to be playing for six months to a year. Like many of us, like, uh, me killer. I'm not sure about, uh, Gene. I know corded, uh, have been around for an extremely long time. You know, what is this with forgetting me? Why is that a, such a common occurrence now? It's just nobody <laughs> even mentions my name. Because you, you don't really count shade. No, uh, no, actually, I, I shade is also like Gene. I didn't really know you before, um, really before BLN. So, um, Oops. yeah, is hey, I'm just being honest. No, we, we played Generals at War together. Well, I know, I know, I know we played Generals at War, uh, together. I meant like prior, like right I when you. I started playing, you know, like Killer was around, Cord has been around for a long time. You know, I, I've been playing since uh, before artillery, so quite a while now. How many people, uh, how many thousands of players has public matches driven away from the game before they've even had a chance to check out regimental games? Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure thousands. But then again, like I said, if you don't have anybody like in those public servers and you hop in for a game then you're just going to return it anyways, right? Yeah, that's so. fair. I have a question. Do you think that regiments can drive players away from the game too? Yeah, of easily. Of course, yeah. yeah. What do you think happened to me? So you're thinking it's not... <laughs> Rest in peace, Shade. So you think the public public matches drive away more players than regimental, you think? Almost yes. Look at the Look at the reviews on War of Rights and the vast majority of them like when they come from new players, obviously older players, then yes, it'll be regimental stuff, not mainly, but or mainly just the game getting stale. But for new players, it's always that you know, it's just hella confusing in the pub matches. It's toxic. It can be just downright boring for new players who have no idea what they're doing, and they get dragged into a game, and you got people screaming at them to do shit. For some people, it makes it hella immersive and they get right into it. But for others who, like, you know, like this game has a big older population, right? We all know that. We all have older guys who uh, aren't necessarily as um, fast in uh, RPGs. RPGs? FPS, sorry. <laughs> and you I know, have something to, to add to that. Um, but it kind of strays away from the topic. But I have also I have always felt that the developers themselves don't put in enough effort to make people aware of regimental play and really I mean there was the company tool but at, since then there's been nothing that has really that we've seen from the devs where they try and push uh, new players into regimental play and I feel that's uh, kind of a shame really. What do you think the devs could do to promote regimentals in your mind? Uh, they could just have a tab or something in the main menu, or just something that uh, like takes uh, them draws to the attention. Discord or something, where the recruitment channels are and stuff. Something, yeah, something like that. Uh, I mean, I could see that, like a billboard within game that you mm -hmm. can put yep. uh, your Discord. But I think it has to; it would have to go through like a verified Discord type deal, you know? Like, well, no, but they yeah, could just have a link. Then to you're the just gonna what rights Discord, like the recruitment page with all the regiments on it. Yeah, they. I mean, they there could are do other that. games that that have like, like clan tabs and such. Like I know Bannerlord has that for their multiplayer side. I mean, I I agree. There needs to be something to encourage regimental play more because, like, like I mentioned before, that's what keeps people around longer. Um, but. You also have to think of it from a developer standpoint and from a regimental standpoint. Uh, I know it's been talked about many times on the podcast. Um, how many regiments start up and then a month later or less are gone, right? So, like, if if it's something if it's something official, you know, you have to think of it. That's a lot more work on the dev. So, um, kind of have to they would have to figure out a way to do it. That's kind of like open source, but also is able to be verified. So you don't get a lot of, you don't get like troll discords. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I mean, you got a thing in Sorry, go on, Eagle. Uh, I was going to say, I think most people, public players-wise, I think they would know of Regis because, you know, when they hit T, if they know how to do that, uh, they can see that a bunch of people have tags on, you know, there's people constantly recruiting and such like that. So I think people know about Regis. I just think they some people just don't want to be one uh, in one. Some of them get annoyed because so many people ask them. I, mean, I experienced that when I was trying to recruit people to IVB a while ago. I think people uh, know about it. My response to that is, uh, I think yes and no, more so no. The recruitment that I've done recently, uh, most people, like, yeah, they can see tags, but they don't know about the exclusive events that happen that are scheduled. They don't know what the tags are for if it's, oh, this is a regiment that plays in the server. Mm-hmm. Um, all All the specifics around... Uh, how regs work? I don't think they understand. Actually, that'd uh, be that'd be interesting. Is uh, if the devs actually put an in-game tutorial outside of the tutorial button in the main menu, they could be like lock. Yeah, they do a little pop up. It'd be like lock servers are for private events. If you want to yes. join a regiment, go to the War of Rights Discord, and then it has a link there and something like that, and then maybe a little description where regiments are. But I think that would actually increase player count drastically than yeah. what we're seeing right now. I just so think would you think have, if, oh sorry killer. If if we didn't have regiments, right, and we had two public servers up twenty four seven of just people playing all the time, people would get so so burnt out and bored way more quicker. And if we're talking about bloodline, like I said before the podcast started, you know, if you think about the human body, you know, the body is like war of rights and the bloodline is, you know, like the blood and the only thing keeping war of rights alive is regiments yeah oh that was a stage shot i mean yeah no that i mean yeah i pretty much agree but like i mean you also gotta you gotta have the pubs be alive or else the regiments will i guess die out over a long period of time actually i don't know yeah it definitely it definitely will, or the regiments definitely will, but it's gonna some of them it will take a long time, like a yep. long, long time. But ultimately, like I said, the the pub pub matches are like the first step in the door, right? Of this, it like we can't say one or the other is one hundred percent the bloodline, but I would say the most important thing is the public matches because if you're not gonna get public matches, you're not gonna you're not going to get the recruit in the first place. Like anyone here play, um, um, Oh, it's a world war two game. I'm drawing a blank on it. Right of Iron? Or world war one game. Sorry. No world war one no. game. Um, no, oh, this is world war two idiot. That's world war two. It's like, it's kind of like, uh, beyond the wire, beyond the wire. Right. Has anyone here ever played that? No, no. Okay. So, up until about six months ago, if you wa- if you went in, you'd be lucky to find like five, ten people in a lobby, right? And then they added bots. And still, you can only find like three people. So my point being is no one's going to play a game if there's no public matches at all. You know what I mean? Like no one's even going to get their foot in the door. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with that. But it it's... You can't really take one away with the other, right? I feel like both matter. Um, then you'd have to lean into like Killer or Cosmic where, you know, um, I don't really know. I think we're really arguing like, is the heart or the lung more important? You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Yes, but the one thing we haven't even mentioned is the fact that the majority of people in pub matches are regimental players. I wouldn't say the majority anymore. That pub officer Discord has definitely changed it. Well, yeah, but it's no, but no, but that's only about like ten guys that take officer. You're saying if I load up right now, there's going to be a majority of. Yeah, but if you look in the pub officer Discord, pretty much all of them, apart from about ten of them, are regimental officers, who go and do pub match officers. Mm. In the pub officer, which is kind of funny. When I played before summer sale. 
it was like a, maybe a 30% tax and 70% non-tax. Um, well, yeah, that... but you got to think, you got to think of all the pubs, obviously, yes, but without regimental players going into those servers and populating them, it would just be a bunch of random pubs and a couple of pub officers going around. That's also but a good like, point, yeah. The pub officer discord, for example, a lot of those guys end up starting regiments. We've seen it with 2nd Mississippi, with, um, you know, former Nut. He was the most anti-regimental player you've ever seen. And then even he knew that the only way he was going to probably survive in War of Rights was to make a regiment. You've seen it with Stonewall, with the 12th Virginia. He was a big pub guy. He started the 12th Virginia. You get what I mean? Like, yeah. It's yeah. the like it's the backbone in terms of the fact that to make it pretty much in War of Rights or to survive, regiments are, or if you just want to go and play on your own all the time, then pub matches, yeah, cool. But if you want to kind of build a solid reputation and build a solid community, regiments are the only way. No, I, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of funny that the all the public players, the very pro-public players, eventually go into making regiments and such and being exactly. a part of that. So They build their public reputation because then that helps them when it comes to building a regiment because everyone already knows them and they're like, oh, this guy's in a regiment now. He was pretty cool the last like two months I've played with him. I'm going to join it. I remember you know, I just, I just was just thinking... Sorry, uh, you were talking about you were talking about uh, pubbies that eventually created a reg. A perfect example is like 30th Ohio, yeah. right? They always used to just do public matches, and now they're they're doing organized regimental events with yeah, every, corn you know. brigade. No one, yeah. yeah, corn brigade. Love them. Everyone goes into the regimental side of things after a period of time. Obviously, it didn't necessarily work out for um, Formless because he didn't necessarily change. But, like, say, when Formless Nut and 2nd Mississippi first started, they were, like, still trying not to be serious but still wanted to play in the regimental side so they wouldn't put bayonets on, they would bat charge, all that what shit. And then that, and that slowly changed and they slowly got to being a more serious regiment because it, people aren't going to want to play with you and you get you kind of get pushed out. So the only way they could stay in the whole organized play thing was if they started, you know, playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of like, eventually, you either join a regiment or you just kind of quit the game. And all those, like, pub guys that aren't in regiments that you see play all the time, the vast majority of them will be, like, level 40-plus because they've either been in a regiment before and they just didn't like it, so they stopped. Or they've just kind of had the odd man out that always stays as a random pub player. But the vast I don't really think that's the odd one out. There's a lot of people that I've seen in the game who refuse to join regiments and say they don't want to ever just, like, join one and they'd rather stay in pubs. Yeah, they refuse to join them, but most of them have already been in one, and it just wasn't great. And you see that with a lot of people, especially, like, in the Australian side, like, early, early mornings, a lot of those old Australian people are ex-regimental players who just don't want to do it because of, obviously, time zone shit. So they just go on and play by themselves. Because they still kind of like the game, but not necessarily with the regimental side of things. Whereas most pubbies, you won't see be able to put in, you know, 200 hours of War of Rights public matches because eventually they're just going to be like, yeah, this is this is dreadful. So I kind of want to pivot here. So we've we've been basically saying that if pub players, if they play long enough and they're like high officers that like to play pubs a lot, eventually they'll pivot to joining a reg or rather making their own regiment and doing stuff or else they, for the most part, will just fade out and stop playing the game. Um, so I guess the question is, how could we improve the longevity of just pub-only players? Like, what could improve public matches uh, so that people will enjoy playing them over the long term? I don't think that's really what they should be focusing on. I mean, I will say they should definitely be focusing more on the regimental players. A lot of those players have been here for multiple years, way longer than most pub people. It's way more important to keep them than to focus on getting newer people who might not last as long as them. 
I think if, like I said before, if they give more attention to regimental play, then in turn, you're also going to see the pub servers be more, uh, people are going to be more aware to regimental play and therefore the pub server is going to fill up more than it is currently. So I, I, I think that any, any buff or whatever you want to call it, any change that would be beneficial to pub players would be beneficial to regimental players, right? hundred percent. Once again, if you, if you just improve public play in, in one aspect or another, um, then you're going to be, you know, you're going to have more recruits available to the regimental players. Right. And I know you, you talked about it last week. I think one thing that might help bring people in is, is having a map editor, right. Or, or like these, these changes that they've proposed to the game, it's just going to take some time to get uh, implemented. But those things are, are going to be ultimately what's going to keep people in the game, right? That's the only way that a game like this is, is going to survive, is, is going to have, is going to be for the options of play, you know? Sorry, kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent there. Oh, good. Uh, you know, I'll be like AFK for like two minutes and you'll be tired. Oh, no. Joe's gone. We're never seeing him again. I know. Good. It's a good thing. No, I agree with that. Um, I also, to, to pivot back to what I was saying, I feel like the developers, they've gotten to a point now in development where all the previous ways of communication with their community is kind of outdated. Like the, uh, the company tool, they kind of don't stick to anything else but their forums and the steam discussions and most of us we hang out in discord and we that's our primary way of communication i don't think the devs are you know utilizing that enough and you know that also contributes to what cosmic was saying if you're going to do like a a way of increasing uh people playing the game then uh just small minor changes like that. Um, but yeah, kind of straying away from the main topic of discussion. No, I think that's fair, right? Maybe doing like weekly field reports or monthly field reports. Just like, hey, here's what we're working on. Here's what we're yeah. doing. Here's how the game's going to go. Because it definitely can feel like sometimes it's just, when's the next update coming out? What are they yeah. even doing? Is this game dead? It's surely... It's not going to be dead. The devs are obviously working on it, but it's just there's so much uncertainty. I think a hashtag invite the devs to BLN podcast. (laughs) Honestly, not a bad idea. I think a great thing they could do, also welcome back, Killer, is uh, hire a community manager. Uh, That's an easy way to... uh, They have too much money for that. Yeah, (laughs) right. Trusty is the community manager. And he is active in the Discord quite well. No, not like that, though. Not like that, though. Because Trusty Like a person active. who actually talks to us about yes. stuff. He, he <laughs> is in, he is you're not going to go that. Hardly any even big companies don't even do that. Actually, because people are just going to get involved with true. it. That's not really not true. Not even not even in terms of hiring, because there are so many people in the World Rides community that would jump to any opportunity to even help build yeah. the community mm-hmm. even stronger 100%. For, for the price of zero pounds an hour. Yep, because... I'm pretty sure most regimental commanders that I know would would be happy to help the devs with the uh, community outreach or whatever you want to call it. Yep, and I'm even sure the devs. Everybody wants more people. That help. What if, even if the devs did like a weekly fucking, like sorry for my French, a weekly you know like, like like of how things happened or pre- went over the weekend of different events that go on and shit. So they like you know the community is up to date mm-hmm. with yeah what what goes on in the regimental community because they're not going to do the that devs, they don't want to promote regiments that's the thing but regiments are the only thing keeping their game alive so they're going to have to eventually either start promoting regiments Corded, why don't and they promoting the regimental side why don't they well it's not it's not they, they don't it's not that they don't like regiments they don't as in my eyes they don't want to promote regiments over public play or like show favoritism to either one of them. Well, they definitely show favoritism of public play. Well, that's the main part of the game. That's it's what's not, being though. played all the time. That's what seeds the test servers when it gets when they open it's that not, thing though. up. It's yeah, not. it is. 
We hardly so, ever get the regimental uh, events on the on the test server. The main tests that get done on War of Rights is when they open up the 400-man server and say for like a Friday or a Sunday NA and we all jump in and populate it. And when do we, we do actually, that? We, we did that like the last, like when they first released 400-player servers. Yeah, I know. We, well, we that was literally like, hopped in as a regiment. We're I, like, I mean, we did that for Conquest too when it was first released. And contention. Yeah, but that's not. It's just testing the four hundred thing. Isn't isn't the point of that test server? Is that it's like a special server where they get like a bunch more information than like the other servers. Yeah. I don't know how it works, but that's what they yeah, said. Yeah, the, the yeah the test server and yeah, we, we everybody jumped in. We all populated it. We had a big that was like a year ago. Yeah, but that was when they first released four hundred player servers, and they were doing tests on it. Yeah, and regiment regiments actually provided good feedback on it public players aren't going to do that they're just going to whine and complain in the yeah. text chat about bugs oh they they do give feedback i would say yeah. probably the ones, the ones on par I'd, or more I'd, than the regiment i don't know what pub players you've been playing with but something tells me they have to be on some sort of drug because i've never seen a pub player well, that i think no. would actually give feedback the ones that know what's going on will but regiments know what they're getting themselves into when they go and do an organized big test server game, and they always produce good feedback for the devs. Whereas, but a guy for a regiment started... for regiment events, it's usually a one-time thing for the test server. For public players, and at least like regimental players that are in the pubs, they're they're testing it over and over again. How many times have the devs released like the whole? Um... Like, you know when you had to re-download the game on, like, the beta version or whatever, so you mm -hmm. could jump on and do all the they tests? They don't do it that much. Yeah, but that was all regimental players for artillery. And, right. and also, yep, I did it. The, the passive income stream of server hostage uh, from regimental play versus pubbies is... Do they know, get anything from that? It's Yes, they do. They have, I think they have a contract, don't they, with the main hosting server um, or site? The G portal, but I don't know if they get yeah, any I'm money out sure of it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they, they no? should get money out of it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do, yeah. Because it's, it's on that game. Don't quote me on that, though, but I'm pretty I would, sure. I would doubt it's anything major, though. Compared to what they get in sales every year. Yeah. Yeah, but how many do they get in refunded every year because the public servers drive people away? 100%. It, it, is, it is a high rate, and that's what... They keep working to to lower that because it is players that we lose. So you guys are saying that you wanna the devs should focus more towards the regimental side of things and not the public side of things. Not even focus more, just folk like focus small stuff. They don't do anything on it right now. Yeah. They do nothing to promote the only thing they do is have fucking recruitment channels in the community discord. Which, by the way, that was created by regimental members before it even really became, you know, the War of Rights official Discord. Because it was only recently, like, well, in the last, like, two years or something, that the devs, like, started playing a big role in that Discord. Because beforehand, it was just run by Ninth Corps. Do, and then um, the devs kind of took it over. Do games similar like this, like Hell Out Loose, did the devs help with the regimental side of things? Does anyone know? I don't think they would. St I don't think at the minute they would step foot in any sort of regimental thing because all, all the players are at their throats right now with the recent updates and how uh, it Yeah, I guess Hell at Loose has a lot more players than War of Rights. Oh. And that's what I mean is the War of Rights is such a small game and a small player base that it's not even going to be hard for the devs to just communicate. Yeah, they should take help. care of the player base that they have. I agree 100%. Because, because we're always willing and able you know willing to help out when they ask us to go on and do tests and go on and do betas and all that stuff and you know if they just promoted regimental play more they would have so much more retention that's not even going to drive from public matches because if people still have fun in public matches just because they're in a regiment it doesn't mean they're going to stop playing public matches i mean i've got like four thousand two hundred hours or more rights and that is not in regimental games a lot of that is public matches, and I still play public matches. Granted, so, I can't play as many anymore, but I still play them when I can. I'll say, to answer uh, Eagle's question, I think 
they could throw a little bit of love in the regimental way, you know, like, like we talked about, put on like in, in game, you know, uh, basically put it, a billboard or whatever for us to, to put up our discords or on our servers. Um, give us, give people the ability to join the discord from the server. You know what I mean? Instead of trying to like, that's a lot of work for the devs. I'm not even going to cap. What's that? I don't... That's a lot of work for the devs to do, to have each individual's like regiment server, give a link. And then there's also those. Well, I'm not saying servers. each individual server. What I'm saying is, you know how people put their discord link in the server information yeah. um, information well just allow it to be hyperlinked like it you know or or in-game chat allow it to be hyperlinked so that people can like those like little small changes like that would just i think help or a very 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 yeah. simple thing that they could do is in the main menu just like they have links to you know the battle line network video and a couple other videos why don't they have a link to the union and confederate recruitment channels then they're not going to be getting dead regiments like they are if you look in like you know how you, in the discord you've got like the registry with all the regiments on it yep like obviously that after a while becomes hella outdated with regiments constantly changing all the time but the recruitment the csa and usc recruitment channels are the only thing that is constantly fresh because they're posted every single day the uh the requirements for that registry I think are too lax, because most of the time a regiment will pop up and then they'll get a bunch of reps in the server, and then they'll be like, oh, we have fifty people in our server with only five members, put us <laughs> on the registry. And it's I feel like, like regiments should be around for, a, you know, a good month or two before they get put on the that's registry. That's a great idea as well. <clears throat> but that's. Uh, that's just a community people thing. What about those regiments that form from like multiple regiment splits? What about those guys? Because you know sometimes they have twenty five people, thirty people out of a split. I mean, I think there can be an exception for stuff like that. Like the IVBEU people. Like, yeah, I think that could be an exception because they've been here for a while. Well, yeah, but that regiment has still been around for the longest time. You know what I mean? Like all they need yeah, but they became their own separate thing. Yeah, but the, yeah, but they're not a new regiment. The same regiment. They they've been playing the game for a while. I think the big thing with the registry is that it needs to gatekeep against new regiments that just pop up. Poor poor knight from like a poor mudlink because he has to deal with knight changing his regiment every two weeks. <laughs> new registry application. In. That's like, a great requirement. No changing your name for a year. And that'll get people to think. But this thing is it's not even that. It's more like a fucking case of how many regiments are gonna constantly just keep coming in, coming in, coming in, taking a lot of new recruits because they have a big active drive for recruiting and then die and then those guys get scattered, half of them leave the game, half of them don't because they're like you know, and then they just either become permanent pub players or some of them join regiments or some of them create their own regiments. I mean, that is obviously how the game keeps going because it keeps it fresh and it keeps things flowing i get that but at the same time it does have a negative effect on the community but that's just based on people having ego issues and can't accept the fact that they can't lead regiments it's, and they just keep trying it over and over and over and over and over again it's very frustrating because um, i know people like sevi for example you might actually uh be thankful you might know yeah sevi joined a small reg and he stopped playing the game for a while because that small reg was terrible. Because when you picture the game, right, you want to picture big lines, big groups working together, not some five-man regiment, and uh, just do doing counter-battery with their rifles. Yeah, but I, uh, yeah, that's that's my thought on smaller regs. Hey, for the most part, right? There's some smaller regiments that are part of bigger things, like Eighth Ohio. I don't know how big they are. I just know they're, or maybe Fifth Virginia or something like that, like 10, 15 guys, whatever. But they're part of a bigger group. They're a good group. I guess it. I guess it kind of me. It depends on the people and how long you've been in the game. So I guess I should rephrase to small and newer regiments, not small regiments. Oh. Damn. But on the other side of the other question, 
um, going circling back to the question uh, Thank you. is um, I think, like I said before, any small what they, you know, they should show, they should show a little bit of love to the regimental players. Cause obviously like we've discussed, that is the majority of their population. Right. Um, but like I said, with the public, you know, we need, we need those public players still. Um, but they should also just work on developing things that are going to really keep people in the engaged in the game, you know, like retention, retention. Yeah. yeah they need to, even if it's small things here and there, like one, um, a good example as an artillery guy, like I, I really would like to get a rear sight on my cannon, you know, oh, <laughs> and that would a rear sight. Cause they tradition, they had rear sights. They had pendulum sights on the back. Um, so allowing like, or giving cannons a rear sight, one would help. I think artillery as far as make it easier for people to get into and, and aim more accurately. Um, stuff like that small updates here and there like just quality of life improvements over you know a year is going to completely change the game right you it's know like building blocks so say if they do something that will encourage the regimental side of the community to be more invested in the game more of the regimental side of the community will stay in the game and over time with the regimental side of the community thriving and you know encouraged to play because the game is changing over time that will mean more and more puppies will stay in the game because they will get recruited into regiments that want to play because the game is actually changing and it's interesting and there's new stuff and then the game will eventually grow so we we keep repeating the points of quality and life improvements tiny things right specific examples though you said uh allowing regiments to have some kind of billboard or maybe in-game tutorial thing showing how people in the main menus yeah so there's that you mentioned hyperlinks for things in the game i don't know i think that's a very dangerous road you know what i mean very dangerous (laughs) yeah it could be very dangerous oops but yep (laughs) any other concrete quality of life ideas that you can I mean, like I said, the the artillery thing. Um, I think uh, honestly, I know we have the video, but an honest to god tutorial would be nice for new players. You know? Yeah. I just need a field manual that I can yeah. pull up. Like, well, we already uh, have that, but it sucks. You know? In the pause menu, you're like, oh, there's if you, so many commands. If you pull, up, if you pull yeah, a party's manual, if you pull a party's manual, I swear I'm gonna gut you. No, Literally, not first, that. First time you open the game, but, you spawn in in a drill camp, and it's like, yeah, okay. I'm talking hit B to put on your bayonet, stab this thing. Ah. I hate those types of tutorials. They make me want to delete a game. It's yeah, better I than nothing. Played, I never played. I liked learning it on my own and having Kronk teaching me, which is saying something. Oh, oh god. wow, Kronk! <laughs> <laughs> I like oh, good how luck. you both had the same reaction. I, yeah. I, I think, I think, I think having that would be better than nothing. Like, it wouldn't have to be long, too. It's just, like, hit B to put your bayonet on. Hit R to reload. Hit V to go in the melee mode. Click left-click to well, stab. Hit right-click. Why click. can't they do that in a public match? Like, the first time you load into a pub game, it gives you little pointers as you're playing the game. Does it? You know what I'm saying? Oh, why you're don't saying they... that's what they should oh, do. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, of, that, one, that might be a better thing. That would be better, I think. Instead of... Because literally, all, all they need to do is tell you to hit F1, and it brings up every single damn keybind in the game. Yep. Yeah, I think if... I agree with you. You know, you load into to a game the first time, and, you know, it just says, press R to reload, right? Because that's the first thing you're going to do anyways. You know, and you it, mean, that's the first thing you always do. What are you talking about? Okay. That's wrong. I always reload first, but that's... And- that's a good poll question. question. And before it does it, it can tell you to, you know, a certain button to turn it off so you don't have to have it on. And the ones that want to learn it can do it. And the ones that don't, like, because then at least they're playing the game while getting pointers instead of being forced to have to go into a drill camp and do like a 10 minute little boring thing 
before they actually start playing the game. I, I have a question. Yeah. So if you have pop-ups in the game, how would you implement that, right? Because the game's not going to know when you need to reload and put your bayonet on unless it's... Yeah, it does. Multiple games know that. You play, like, you get the weapon out, and the first thing it says is hit B to put on bayonet. Hit R to reload. A lot of games do that stuff already. Just in, like, a little small text on the side of the screen. Yeah. Big enough so you can see it, small enough that it's there. No? Yeah, it doesn't have to be a bother, you know. And and it just pops up literally, like you said, bottom of the screen, just like we see in every other game, right? About three quarters of the way down the screen, it pops up. Bam. Well, one quality of life thing I think they should have is um simplifying the F1 menu just to have, like, a basic controls and then you press a, another key to, like, have, like, all of them. I can see like that, that, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you don't need, in the F1 menu, most people aren't going to need, like, spectator cam controls, you know? Why not, man? Or, or like, if they join the BLN. Order stuff. Well, I mean, once you join BLN, you can you can hit the, you know, second button to get the advanced controls. Mm -hmm. I agree with that, Corda. That's a pretty good idea. Eagle, you missed your chance to shameless plug and say you need more announcers. <laughs> plugged in enough yeah we will it, there will be another yeah, we, plug with them know, next week i will say you know if battleline network grew to the point where it had people in every single event recording the devs could also just plug bln and be like check out the regimental side of the community and then plug 100 so they can check all the different events all the different regiments instead of just the same ones all the time for real you know, we all know nice. Eagle doesn't like going to those GOA events. You know, it would be nice if they if they did more stuff with the um, War of Rights official um, YouTube channel. Yeah, like what's what's the last thing they did was like the um, cavalry where they marched the fucking horse through the nah, drill camp, were, something like that. Yeah, it was the Luminance graphics update 10 months ago. Oh, yeah. yeah, so if, if, I mean, if they did more with that, they could, you know, occasionally like, uh, you know, spotlight of the week and it's like of a certain regiment during one of their games. You know what I mean? Eagle, you should take like, control of that cool. YouTube. The War of Rights YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Just uh, start doing the War of Rights re weekly on there, bro. That's like perfect. <laughs> I um, the the idea that was mentioned earlier, doing like a weekly recap of all the matches, that has been brought up, yeah, and I've thought of it, but never really had the time to implement it. I I wouldn't oppose maybe doing that over college. That's one thing I could do because most of that you don't need to do it at a specific time. Cause that's the issue when so when I go off to college, um, I'm in marching band and stuff, and so a lot of that's happening during on the weekends because of college football and that kind of stuff, and so I can't be at the broadcasting times is why I can't. But I I think that would be a good idea, and I could try something over the fall. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I. I one one quick thing before we continue talking, if anyone has any questions uh, that they want to ask the panel, put them in the chat, and we will get to those at the end. Anyways, what were you going to say, Shade? I said, yeah, hype. And then, uh, then I was going to mention the fact that you're not going to dox you're not going to dox yourself to some guy. I no, I I don't want to say that stuff over video in conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so I'm sorry. This is I'm just had a a thought. I know, I know we used to do it way back in the day. Um, and I don't know if we, I don't think we do it anymore, but if we just had like community night events where How I know we do, I know we do like already the, you know, community events, but like where we literally as regiments populated pub servers, do you think that would kind of help the pubbies see us? You know what I no. mean? No. That would help uh, people start to argue over uh, recruiting people. Yeah, I think it would become a big <laughs> recruitment fest. And on top of that, I mean, if you have nearly every regiment uh, that's playing that night join a server, they might just fill that server up. It might as well just be a that's regimental match. thing. Unless yeah. you tell the regiments, like, hey, we're going to put 150 in this server and 150 in the other one. That might be a better way to do it. But 
yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking, like leaving it open enough that, that pub, you know, public players could still join. And I mean, obviously like with that kind of thing, there could be just an unspoken rule. Like, you know, you don't recruit during this time because this isn't, it's not a night for us, but it's more or less a night for the public players to see what we are, you know, how we operate. You know what I mean? Yeah. We got to, what I, what I got to do is for the transparency of the devs, I got to be like, dear trusty James, please let me know what the update is before the update comes out. And then we'll make an epic video <laughs> and it'll be based. They would never do that because they don't want to let regimental players know things. I promise. I and you, my friend, are an IVB and Saucy and Northern Virginia, so Dude, just choose one. If you, how many, how many War of Rights moderators are there on the official Discord? I have probably like four. Four or five. Two of them are IVB members. And I don't know. I, I never go into those. <laughs> I don't know how often the discord admins of the war of rights server talk with the devs about updates and stuff but i doubt they do you doubt they do yeah, yeah. someone someone would blab, blab about it then they would just remove their discord moderator yeah, no. well no but it's just more of a case of they're there just to moderate the discord doesn't give them special perms to find out about updates before everyone else yeah. i don't want to get collector's opinion Basically, what I'm hearing is just give Eagle the game, guys. Everybody just give Eagle the game. We're in agreement? No. Sure. Everyone, everyone gets collectors and Sevy's uh, opinion for free all the time. Make BLN the official broadcaster of War of Rights. I'll take a... Seriously, that would be... I think that would honestly help be it, BLN as a channel, an Eagle, but it would help the community in general. You know, yeah, but then they're gonna be splitting the money between like six people. Ego's gonna be giving that one point nine k to like everybody. Hey, and you know, you know, oh, that's I, that's more than I thought. I thought it was like six dollars or something <laughs> like that. Social Blade, hey, what is it? Says I make eighteen to one point nine k a year. A year, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a pretty big gap, but we'll take it. Oh, hundred and twelve to one point eight k. Sorry. So. Hey, that's a lot of money, man. Yeah, big bucks. That's enough to get a new PC, man. Yeah, no, you know, that would that would be a great goal one day. Is if just think, Eagle, if Trusty Jam's listening to this, right? Yeah, maybe the one thing putting the devs off, you know, sending a guy to the podcast, is because of you know it's like two, three a.m. for them in the morning. It's, you know, EU podcast, indeed. Eagle. Killer, killer might be doing a EU podcast on top of if, an NA one. The only way a dev would come on here is is if it's a one on one. Really? You think so? They're, yeah, they're not going to take extra comments. That would just be horrible. I'd do a, I'd do a one-on-one. Mm -hmm. Have the devs ever spoken other than Bradley and fucking the other guy? I mean, actually, that's not, a, interview. that's not a bad idea, though. You could just do a one-on-one -on -one a week a week or two weeks beforehand, open a, like, a free forum for people to ask questions, and then select like 50 questions or how many ever questions that you and the dev agree upon to... Uh, to talk about like that's not such idea. a bad thing trusty jam trusty jam yeah. hit eagle up and he will he'll he'll organize it we will make accommodations we will make yeah, accommodations trusty, i will stay up till 3 a.m in the morning why, why would you stay up until 3 a.m yeah why would you do that that's him doing it you you would only have to do it at like 3 p.m yeah, you just have to skip your last oh, class. Right. I'm stupid. I'm acting like a only... kid right now. I'm dumb. Yeah, it's, it's 2 a.m. for me right now. It's yeah. 3 a.m. for them. It's 3 a.m. for me, too. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, 7.50 right now. Shade, I don't appreciate you being here, then. <laughs> Why not? No, Why not? We love you, Shade. I'm... I'm sacrificing a lot to be here. I uh, left a Hearts of Iron game to be uh, here. Oh, that's pretty you're, rough. You're not playing it while you're doing this? Are you, are you focusing full force on this? I'm focusing full force on Rocket League right now, but, you know, the same difference. Fair enough. <laughs> this, uh, War of Rights used to... Uh, I'm looking through their YouTube channel now. They used to post George's Corner. 
And it'd just be I'd oh, be yeah. George Greasy just playing War of Rights. It's kind of cool. But yeah. I think uh, one of the things this kind of going off topic a little bit. One of the things this game lacks is, um, and I mean I know BLN's trying to work on it. We just kind of lack advertising, you know. I disagree. You th- you disagree? I through people like Pixelated Apollo, General Cody, who have been posting the game. Markiplier. Now, they get yeah, Markiplier. Like you get bigger names every once in a while playing the game, but General Cody, Pixelated Apollo used to consistently do these videos a lot, and they get a lot of views. On top of that, these videos go viral on TikTok. TikTok. Drew the dude. Like those things went viral with him. And so I think. Well, they went viral for the wrong reason, though. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, however, I think people know about the game. It's just trying to get people to consistently play the game, right? I I think this game is decently known out there, and a lot of people have seen it. It's just trying to get people to actually play the game. Yeah, I'm. That's that's probably true. I for, I, I guess I kind of forgot about the uh, YouTube shorts and TikToks that. I mean, you know, like the arty shots and shit like that to just go viral. Yeah. I will say, though, that those focus more... Right, because the thing is with War of Rights, it is a very slow game overall. And so a lot of these people um, that do the TikTok and YouTube shorts just take, like, the specific uh, itty-bitty moments, and then the YouTubers who make long-form videos, like Drew, Drew the Dude, will just cut out all the funny moments, or they'll cut out all the boring stuff. And so, I think we need more types of content that show what War of Rights for what it just is compared to all these clipped-up stuff. Um, I think that might help, maybe, because then people might see a game for a different perspective. Because what? There's this channel that's doing it. Uh, there's a guy named Jehovah. He just does UEC. He's kind of doing that. Um, There's Mod Riot Gaming. There's Grand Campaign Network. That's Snapperkins that you just mentioned. Mod Riot Gaming. Oh, is that who it is? I've I've, I've always wondered who it was. I'm like That's he's Snap. in a lot of our events. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, from HL. Yeah, I knew he was from HL because he was playing um, Maryland Campaign as CSA Artillery. Uh, yeah, but either way, um, <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, I think it's more like, like you said, it's not the it's not the TikToks, but yeah, I think we do need more. Because okay, good example. Sorry, I'm getting a little sidetracked. Do you remember the old videos like General Cody used to do that were like just bloopers, War of Rights bloopers? You know, yeah. Like I think those videos and stuff are what draw people in because it shows it shows the war rights community for what we are right you know it shows us like yes we're serious about it but we like to have fun and that's the whole reason we're doing it you know it needs to be more videos like that kind of stuff most of the videos show us off as a racist game so mm-hmm. take what we can get I, I think yeah but that's like one person in like one or two people in like a 300 match or 300 man match. You know what I mean? And that it's just, unfortunately those people are focusing on the wrong things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's unfortunately what goes the most viral. Yep. I think that's pretty fortunate for us actually. <laughs> fortunate. Yeah. Pretty fortunate. If you ask me that, that what? That we get racist people in the game. What do you mean? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that. Oh. Hey, how do you think I came here? I found this game from Drew the Dude, bro. The first time it went viral on TikTok, I came. Shade is a different era of War of Rights players. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who Drew the Dude is. I, I know the name sounds familiar. I probably watched a video of his or so, but I don't know. He he is a black guy who tries to antagonize oh, on the CSA yep. side. He go, I, I know exactly <laughs> who you're talking about because, okay, those are kind of hilarious to me. Oh, yeah. They're they're phenomenal. I think they're hilarious. It's just they paint a wrong picture for the game, but you know... They do. They do, but it is, it is always hilarious when he has, like, a group of people and he's like, oh, that guy said this, and then, you know, he's like, 
firing line and has him, you know, kill him. Yeah, that's pretty funny. That guy got team killed so much in game. Oh, yeah. It was actually becoming an issue. <laughs> like literally <laughs> every bit, everybody would just go and team kill him. Bruh. Maybe that's why he stopped playing the game. It probably is because he would literally say one thing and somebody would just go and fucking kill him. Jeez, that's that's <laughs> unfortunate. But I'm not gonna excuse my French because I'm not killer and it's not called French. It's called cursing. <laughs> so what is it? You draw them in with the blooper moments. You draw them into the game. They get it, and then you got to get them in the reg so then they stay for the community. So that's the game plan. Wow. Yeah, I don't I don't know how much it'll work, but hey, it, <laughs> you know we got it. We got to draw them in somehow. We we, we got to try. We got we got candy. <laughs> we got uh, candy. Got the white van in a van. Yeah. yeah. Act racist. That's the way you get people in for the CSA. That's why CSA is so dominant. <laughs> yeah, the CSA regs are. There's just so many compared to the union. What is? Yeah, but like kill or like I think Killer said it last week is like union has all like the large, like really big regiments. Yeah. Not necessarily. Y'all have a y'all have a lot of small ones too. Don't get it. Don't get that twisted. There's like, there's really no medium sized union reg. It's either they're fucking 40 people or they're, you know, five. Let's see. Yeah, that's fair. Sunday Corps union regs. TNA was 1520, PA 1015, 20th New York, 4 to 6. Uh, ninth, uh, ninth Corps, 3035, IVB 3035. So they're still kind of all around. It's just they're not as, there's not as many of them. So. Yeah, 42nd PA, which usually brings like 30 right. to 40 people. There's 10th US that brings yeah, we usually, as well. We usually bring, uh between between 20 if it's an na event usually 20 to 30 and then eu event will bring uh 30 to 40 people in an event so i think i think i agree with you shade as far as that goes is it's we have a lot of really tiny regiments that are trying to get started in the union and then we have like massive brigades you know you also have like i feel like a lot of those brigades are starting to split though sussy sussy brigade is quite interesting they're made up of eight regiments now and they got the fifth florida dude first delaware fifth north carolina 69th north carolina first maryland eighth virginia 59th new york and the navu navu i don't know how to say that. Good, good luck saying that i know what know which one you're trying when to say when sussy plays on sunday and a it's just not fun to play against them because they're like an 80-man unit and oh man they're technically it's tough regiments. technically yeah you know no, what happened course. to tna they used to be a large like large group good question that is does anyone know you know we were <laughs> no not really earlier no. this summer of starting a series where i would go into a deep dive of each regiment community regiment uh their history would have been best to start, start with the 14th brooklyn it's like the best one to start with <laughs> Do you guys remember uh, Timberwolves? Yes. No. Yeah, that was that's a long time ago. Yeah, it was. That's a good idea, Eagle. You should do that. But that would. Who was the guy that used to do that? His name was Shimofinik. Bring in the specialist. You can you could say there's a specialist. Probably killer because killer knows everything somehow. What we got to do is uh, they have a picture <gasps> of the War Rights Regiment uh, family tree. We got to make a video on that. Mm-hmm. That would be funny. But uh, Oh, yeah, that one's sick. We're about <laughs> at the hour mark. Uh, there are a lot of other things I have to do tonight. A big week, Battle Line Wednesday, the championship, and then also finishing a bunch of stuff up before I head out to college. But uh, Killer had to leave a little early, which is fine, but you all know him, A&B knows. Uh, so let's go through again if anyone wants to plug anything before we call tonight. Uh, we got Cosmic. Uh, yeah, uh, you you guys can uh, look us up in the community community Discord. Uh, Iron Brigade. We have the fifteenth, the sixth, and the fourth U.S. Roger that. Thank you for coming, Gene. Yo yo. Uh, yeah, Hamptons Legion. We're usually around in the Confederate recruitment, but yeah, signing off. Yeah, thank you, Shade. Uh, this is probably my last podcast for a while, so been fun for the time that I've done it. Yeah. And thank you for coming to all of them that you have uh, courted. And you'll find us in the recruitment channels. Six years, baby. <laughs> Six LA. 
feel like y'all have an anniversary every two months. <laughs> and today yeah. we have Pialetti's birthday, and tomorrow it's <laughs> birthday. Yay! But, uh, yeah, no, thank you all for listening in. This will be up on Spotify if you want to listen to that as well. Like, comment, share, subscribe, join our Discord, join our Patreon. This is my last podcast for a while. It's been a good summer, killer. At least as of now, we have plans for him to take it over, do an NA and an EU podcast. Uh, so two different ones. It'll be EU, great. British people. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be beautiful. But oh, yeah, well, thank you all for a great summer. Um, and we'll see you this Wednesday for, for the BLN Championship. And that being said, have a good night, everyone. Thanks for tuning in.